Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. Happy post-Thanksgiving. Guys, guys, when did we talk? Like Wednesday? I feel like we had six weeks worth of sports happen and not happen while we were gone. But Dave, how was Thanksgiving? Charlotte, how was Thanksgiving? You can both uh, answer at once. <laughs> One, two, three. What? Dave, you're supposed to start You go, talking. Charlotte, please. You go, you go, No, Charlotte, Sal said please. your name first. <laughs> That's true. Um, my Mine was uh, mine was grand. We had a uh, wonderful turkey bowl. I think last we spoke, we were on the eve of week 12 in the NFL season, and here we are, and week 12 is still ongoing. Mm. I mean, we're... We're still at least 36 hours from the completion of week 12. And I suspect we're more like about a month and or maybe five weeks away from the completion because I think they're going to end up adding a week 18 to get all these games. I in. do want to talk about that, of course. But first, I'd like to hear about uh, Charlotte's cheese consumption on, th- on Thursday. Oh, truly uh, remarkable. I, uh, nice. I took down an entire wedge of cheese by myself in two days, which I realized, you know, you you sort of open the fridge. And you're like, wow, the, you know, this I guess this cheese is gone now or like you get the last piece and you're like, oh, good thing that multiple people ate it. And I was like, I'm the only person who touches. Yeah. Pizza. So I did great. Um, also, I made um, my niece, who's three and a half. She and I tried to make hand turkeys, you know, where you trace your hand oh, yeah. and you turn into a tur- I forgot how. And um, I've never been roasted harder than when this three year old looked at me and she goes, these turkeys are weird. And I was really? like, that's fair. They are. <laughs> so then we just put sunglasses on them and it made them funny weird. Do you have weird hands or something? Why would they be? Show, let me see. The, no, the hands my hands real. are fine. My hands are normal. Yeah. But I forgot that you trace your hand and then the thumb becomes the beak. So I just right. threw the beak in the middle of my palm. And she was like, oh, no. Yeah, oh, she's like, that's God not sakes. a turkey. Oh, come on. She's right. She's right. She's right. Um, Yeah, I was there with you. I, I noticed that. Well, not I, I know, you know. I just eat like a freaking slob and I'm not going to fit in this Zoom box soon enough. Um, but it's not even the Thanksgiving meal. I said to my mother and, and wife, God bless them. They were do- did all the cooking. We had a smaller um, gathering this year. It was only like eight of us, usually like 25. But I said, listen, there's only eight of us. Don't go crazy with the food. I get it. Everybody likes leftovers, but just please don't go crazy. They uh, took my advice, but the the appetizers, which I think you're speaking of there, Charlotte, I just went to town. I was by the time What'd you dinner eat? rolled around, just all the breeze and all the coconut shrimp. And I don't I don't know what they got from Trader Joe's or whatever. And I'm like, God, I'm a, I'm a freaking glutton. I, I need to go to prison. Enough of this already. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm with you. And that's always what gets you. You know, yeah. it's, it's funny because the the thing that gets all the attention is the meal. And by the way, I know we talked about Uh-oh. it last week, but I just have to revisit it quickly. This jive mm-hmm. perpetuated by hipsters or whatever that let's have chicken instead this year and all that kind of stuff. Like eat what you want. But on the other hand, turkey is delicious. And I let me just say, I'm not <laughs> under some spell or anything. I delighted in my uh, in, in my initial turkey or my initial Thanksgiving dinner. And then I delighted in it on Friday and then I delighted in it on Saturday and then I delighted mm. in it. On Sunday, and it was all delicious, and I had no, I, I had no issue at any point. Never did I think, 
why am I eating this? I thought it was delicious every single time. And we also snuck yeah. in a delicious uh, turkey bowl before we sat down to eat. Do you guys play a turkey bowl? Do, do you and the boys get together and do one, Sal? I used to perhaps? back when I, when I can move around. Yeah, I, we should head down to the beach and do that more. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So you missed a game? What did you miss? You missed that terrible Lions-Texans game to throw the ball around? Yeah, we went out for about an hour and a half uh, at the park around the corner, and we had a just a, a marvelous. It was a shootout too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the you know um, uh, Jean Claude Van Damascheck and uh, his little sister. It's the young kids versus the older kids. Right, I got two two sets. You know, one mm-hmm. older. You know, anyway, and uh, so we uh, so he 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 opened up a big lead early on, but then a big rally, and then triple overtime. It was an exciting <laughs> game, and uh, the big winner was me because uh, I got to be the all-time QB, and it was a magnificent time out oh, there. And then we nice. went and stuffed our faces, like you said. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah, I could do that with the boys and risk pulling a hamstring or watch yeah. my ten thousands of dollars go down the drain with uh, Matthew Stafford uh, blowing a. Blowing the Lions game, but um, good call, Charlotte. Well, yeah, that was nice. Charlotte was our winner. Was, was she the only winner on our parlay? Yeah, she was right. Because Dave went with my miserable Cowboys, and I took the terrible uh, <clears throat> uh, Detroit Lions. So we were out of it. Yeah. Oh, Charlotte had the over in that game, yes. which was looking good all the way through. I think from now but, on, that's what I'm going to do. Just overs. Good. Uh, and I don't believe in betting the under, so I'm going to pick the game that I feel good about the over, and I'm going to take it because I don't like losing, and it felt better to win, even though we didn't win, you know, coming through Points, on my... points, points. Right. We're extra points. You're rooting for extra points. All good. the you're, points. You're, you're doing a good job. Sal there. told me that, Charlotte. I told. I, I think I told you that uh, before the season, just before it kicked off. There, that's one of Sal's things. He told me twenty years ago that I've always remembered where gambling's concerned. If you want something to put a little something on any game, just yeah. bet the over. It's fun because totally. you're involved in it pretty much the whole game. You're just sitting there rooting yeah. for uh, for a lot of points. Unless What's it's a soccer game, because you'll rip uh, whatever is left of your hair out if you're betting the over over one and a half goals or whatever it is. But yes. Uh, I do like betting the over, but Dave, and I'm not blaming you because I lost our parlay before it even got to you. Can we please, please be done with the Dallas Cowboys? Enough of this talk. I get it. There's still a game out or something, but that freaking team and that play on fourth and 10, the fake punt. And I, I, I to, that I have to think about that all weekend long. The guy takes the reverse. Wilson takes it. He actually has to run 24 yards by the time he's actually handed the ball to get the first down. So even if you catch the defense off guard, which they didn't, it was a not it was not going to happen. Mike McCarthy got I, I don't I don't know what to do with this season. Enough. We we got beat up anyway by Washington. But w- w- ironically, yes, I, we, I mean, we each picked a team. None of us picked Washington to win the division a couple weeks ago. It is crazy and funny that that's the way it's going to play out and sad, too. But, um, yeah, it's funny, too, when I, some great post-game coach remarks. Mike McCarthy, now consumed by Adam Gase's, I was calling plays, but I wasn't calling the plays. But maybe I did call some plays. And either way, uh, we we couldn't score any points. That, that was great. But Mike McCarthy saying, like, nope, I thought that was a good call to go with the fake punt oh, after man. we saw how it went. We saw what happened, Coach McCarthy. We're, 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 right. You cannot, you cannot dupe us now that we've seen the evidence. But yes, that was Did embarrassing. Did that haunt you, Sal? And, and you have my solemn, my solemn promise. 
I'm done talking about the good. Cowboys winning that. Good, division. we can move on. I like moving on. What, what did you, Charlotte? What did you say? I'm I just sorry. said, did that haunt you? Like, did that? Was this the last gasp of your Cowboys hope for the season? Just like you, because you you hoped a little bit. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: they sucked me back in. I didn't want it, but I, I bought into all the jive, and it ended up being jive. That's what it was, Dave. That uh, you know that this offense, Zeke was going to run for hundred yards every time. He wasn't going to fumble. It wasn't going to look like he, he didn't care. The offense was going to get their act together. Defense was going to play tight. I didn't see any of that on Sunday, and then add the uh, oh Thursday, and add the crazy play call in there. Now I know they had a coach that uh, very sad passed away so the the edict was hey no no making fun of coaches or no uh pointing at coaches i'm like all right i don't really know what that has to do with going for it on fourth and 10 with 13 minutes left down four at your own 20 but uh anyway i could be done with the cowboys let's move on from them uh lots of football talk and lots of non-football talk what we're going to get to dave your pit baltimore game which was supposed to play on thanksgiving night is now moved to tuesday the uh, FanDuel has the odds at 10 and a half. The Steelers are favored 40 and a half is the over under. I know you have a lot to say about this. Um, when the line came out last week, the Steelers were a three point favorite, which was suspicious. Now we know there's no Lamar Jackson and who the hell else knows? Well, I, I don't know what RG three starts. They have about 20 guys out. They're not even in Pittsburgh. What goes on here? What, what could the league do? Should they just scrap this game? Well, I feel like it's important to note that it's uh, as we have this conversation, it's uh, roughly 1130 in the morning, East Coast time on Monday. And uh, by the time we finish, I I, I fully expect that uh, Jim or Joel, the producers are going to jump in and say, oh, well, the league has made an announcement and they're uh, they're pushing this game to week 18. We'll wait and see on that one. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, on a human level, what I mean, I. Believe me, as I keep saying to everybody who pushes back at me about this, I guarantee you, anyone within the sound of my voice, I like football at least as much as you do. I want them to play games. I like watching them play games. But on a human level, what are you, you're bringing uh, a plane or bus full of guys who are have been testing positive last week into Pittsburgh, and they're talking about <laughs> like, we don't know where, uh, like, at what point, legitimately, did the city officials just step in and say, like, no, you can't come in here. What are you talking about? Because <laughs> you're in the NFL. You're not a you're not immune to, to society's laws. You can't just bring this. But <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I let I, you can't. They I, can't I, just I'm, stow away in Primanti's in the back room. Just just spread them <laughs> out. No, a little bit that's exactly get... what I'm talking about. No, go eat crab cakes. I, I, don't don't bring that jazz into into Allegheny County. It's bad enough. I really am of the mind. Like I either we either go like for 30 minutes about protocols and all that jive. Or we could talk about football as it stands right now. I say, I I vote, my vote, one third vote is I skew, let's talk football and and deal with the the COVID issues another time because none of us are going to figure it out. But I mean, yeah, I think it does wind up that I'm going to go against that now and say this. I suspect (laughs) that this winds up with a week 18 (laughs) that the Ravens end up making the playoffs because of this mess. Ironically, I don't know exactly what the answer is, but I do think that the league resolves to, ah, let's just play that extra week 18 and an extra playoff team because it equals more money for the league. And I think that's where this thing falls cynical though. It sounds if Mo Damashek calls you, your mom and says, Hey, some of the Ravens are offering me uh 
you know, $10,000 just for the night to stay over, um, you know, your, your, uh, childhood room remains pristine. Can I house a couple of them here? What would you say? Dave, she's like, I don't know anything about this. I'm not following this. What would you say? Yeah. No, Mo, Mo Damashek is loyal enough to know that she wouldn't let any of uh, oh. the bald birdie stay at the crib. But Joe Flacco, like, I mean, he's not there anymore, but he spent time in Pitt. I'm trying to think of of players or coaches or otherwise who have some ties to Pittsburgh because that's the best answer at this point. Just go crash at their house. Go like uh, all uh, all the 53-man the roster, whatever left now that can make the trip, uh, go crash in the basement over right. uh, down there and uh, go go stay in uh, <laughs> Blahnox or, uh, or Swickley or somewhere like that before the ball game and then head over to Heinz Field for the game, a kickoff on uh, whenever. I mean, I it, 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 it's gotten to a ludicrous degree before yeah. this game ever happens because of what happened in in, uh, in Denver yesterday. I thought that was I thought that was outrageous. Not well, to get up on Mount so Hines, Charlotte, but that was outrageous. No, yeah. So okay. So we saw a game yesterday in Denver, New Orleans, and uh, from a gambler's perspective, New Orleans opened as a five five and a half point favorite. That went to seventeen when we found out that all of Denver's quarterback were congregating or. We saw a picture or some footage of them together. Not supposed to be the case. You're supposed to Air Force One this thing. President doesn't fly with the vice president. Quarterbacks don't hang out with other quarterbacks for this reason, okay? And as a result, Denver is down to zero quarterbacks. They have to pick up a practice squatter, uh, a guy who kind of played quarterback at Wake Forest. He had eight touchdowns and seven interceptions in his career, but is a wide receiver and completed one pass and threw two interceptions yesterday. I didn't even know what I was watching yesterday, but the league definitely tried to set an example, make an example of the Broncos, and uh, they sure did. Broncos lost 31-3. Yeah, uh, Kendall Hinton, you know, I've seen a lot of people say this, but it was it did put into perspective how hard it is to be a NFL quarterback, where it's like, yeah. this guy did score eight touchdowns at a D1 school, and yet he can't, you know, he can't throw the ball. He may he completed one pass. They didn't let him throw the ball because they knew he couldn't because it's so hard to do it. So it made me feel a little shitty for, um, you know, being mean about like Sam Darnold, but at the same time, you know, that it is your job, but I don't know. I think it's strange to me. Um, the whole idea of setting an example right now, because as COVID gets so bad, I I've said this before on this podcast, but yeah, it could be being negligent, but also like if you're playing in the first place and you know, these guys were hanging out, who's to say it was because they mm -hmm. partied. It could be because like someone's kids, you know, needed to go to school and they, it's, it, there's so many different ways right. you can get it at this point that like making an example, I'm like, is that the point? Like, do you, do we need to be doing it? I also have a hot take that, um, they should have put John Elway in because the Broncos yeah. said that they couldn't um, play with their assistant coach at quarterback, but it would be much harder to say no to an owner. So I would have loved that. Uh, well, I it mean, would have been, been incredible, right? Like, yeah. and maybe the Saints would have been like, um, maybe we agree not to sack him too hard. Like, I don't know. Then you see like backup quarterbacks jumping in the GM role from uh, here forward. Totally. You know? Just like yeah, okay. Colt McCoy takes over is, for the Giants. <laughs> Exactly. Well, yeah, I, I said that too. Yeah. Shouldn't the New Orleans Saints, as an organization, had a, had enough dignity to say like, and the referees too? And I, I it's kind of like when you play pickup basketball. It's kind of like the rules are more suggestions. It's like ah, he meant that to be a three. His toe was on the line, but just give him the three. Shouldn't it have been that way against this poor guy thrown to the wolves? Shouldn't it have been like? 
ah, close enough to <laughs> to the first down. Just give it to him. Just let him have it. And the, and the, and that the Saints would make a play. They would knock the ball down on an attempted pass, and right. they would celebrate like. Yeah, he's a he's a guy off the street, man. Yeah. You shouldn't you shouldn't get to celebrate that. Well, apparently they all hugged him in the dressing room, and I don't know what the equivalent of the game ball was, but um, the Denver coat. Yeah, uh, he Sergio, got a golden mask. Is that what it was? A golden I, no, mask. I don't know. But they all like they all like praised him after the game, and he was probably just like, "All right, everyone, just get away from me. I don't want right, to." Right, I'm this. not trying. To I don't get want COVID. to do this again. I do like Charlotte that he. Uh, not that I like that he failed, but it does show how hard football is, right? Yeah. So if he would have won, there's no movie ending where he throws for four touchdowns and beats the uh, one seed Saints in the NFC, I right? Mean, so you get I did a, just want I, one touchdown, but that was greedy. Yeah, or two completions, or right. one one thing. I don't know. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll put a pin in this for a second. Like, I, I, Dave, I know, like, if and when this Ravens Steelers game gets played, that's twelve weeks in the books for the NFL where they didn't have to cancel a game. And I know they're thinking, well, you could take your asterisk and shove it up your ass because we got twelve weeks in the book. But right. to me, the asterisk comes into play when Denver has to start a quarterback that uh, no one's ever heard of before in their life, you know? And I mean, no one's ever heard of. They had to pick him up off the, off the and I, I wonder how much more of that. I'm sure uh, December is going to be a lot of that. But let's talk Chiefs Bucks. That was it's just the, uh, a canard, but it's, it does yeah. feel like a league perpetuated canard that they, it's like, well, hey, they don't play. The players don't get paid. So the players, if, they, if you forfeit a game, then the players don't get paid. Like my uh, my response to that is, well, pay them anyway, yeah, and then right. forfeit right. the game. That's the that's the answer. How about that? Now, right, it's like you make the rules, like, change them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, what are we gonna do? We got it. We got to go out there and play. The league isn't incented to forfeit games because then they lose the revenue. That's sure. why you they they're gonna jam these games in no matter what. The thing I'd love to hear from you about Sal is though, is why didn't. America. Why didn't football America all just pound the Saints at pl at minus 17 in hindsight? And at minimum, shouldn't we all now jump on the Pittsburgh Steelers if that line stays anything close to minus 10? I get it's not as bad because they'll have RG3 presumably under center, but that's a pretty decimated roster going into yeah. Pittsburgh. Shouldn't we all bang on the Steelers here? I am on the Steelers. Um, like I said, they were only a three-point favorite when it opened last two Mondays ago, whatever it is now. And I was like, oh, that's fishy. And the Ravens, and this is still a rivalry. And, our, and you know, that was when Lamar was still in the talk. And I was like, maybe we take Baltimore here, or at least on a teaser. Um, I'm with you now. The Steelers can't blow that game. I just, but I've also been on the college side on the other end of it, where like 20 players have been out for Maryland or whatever. I'm, I'm making the school up because I can assign mm -hmm. any school to it at this point. And, and they end up winning the game. So I'm a little leery. Why they, you couldn't jump on 17? You know, it's a weird one. Denver was, their over under, their team over under was 10 and a half points. Would you have gone over or under Denver's ten, to score 10 and a half points? yesterday this is an under. nfl game you would go under when so that was another way to go situation it's just 10 and a half is two drives your defense could score it's just very right i mean this is we're never gonna see i'm not gonna say we're never gonna see it because we're probably gonna see it next week the over under was like 35 and a half but <clears throat> you know i don't know maybe they thought dave that new orleans would take that oh we'll show pity on you we'll play 10 on 11 and that's why we won't cover the 17. But it was it I was clear almost so, almost immediately, almost immediately that they were going to blow them out.
I don't think yeah. I do. I feel like NFL teams still, <clears throat> even in these bizarre c- circumstances, these guys are so competitive that yeah, and they're and they're contracts are so dependent on bonuses and and their stats that they're like ooh, if they, it's not like we'll take it easy on you it's like here's a great opportunity to pad my stats a little bit yeah yeah maybe for sure speaking of padding stats let's get to chiefs bucks and the right now the front runner for mvp patrick mahomes is doing just that padding his stats what is he up to is he up to 30 and 2 interceptions and 35 signature performance one way or the other signature performance of the season from uh from Mahomes, right against uh, uh, against tampa and it seems like they're toying with them too like also remember they kicked a field goal a 19 yard field goal which they never do um it was a weird performance because they had 17 in the first quarter and ended up with 27 it just felt like they could score every possession against tampa and we'll get to him in a second. But Dave, this has got to annoy you a little bit. You're sitting on, you're rooting for a team that's undefeated. And all the talk is about Mahomes for MVP. No one's beating the Chiefs in the playoffs, uh, et cetera. As a Steelers fan, do you kind of agree, though? Because I, I get it, single elimination. It does seem like this team is untouchable when they want to play. As a vain person, of course, everything filters through how it impacts my thing and then sure. and then goes back <laughs> out to the world. And so... Um, I like it. I do not want, I never want my team to be the team that's supposed to win. The team that's supposed to win now is the Chiefs, no matter what the Steelers' record is, unblemished. The thing that's weird to me, I mean, yeah, the Chiefs are, but I've I've said that since August, obviously. The Chiefs are the team to beat. You know, the Steelers are positioned as perhaps the best team to challenge them, at least on the AFC side of things, practically because of the pass rush. What you saw is the Bucks started to rally there is as you always hear now it's become um it, it, the the public now is on board with the notion that if you can get to even a high-end quarterback like Mahomes or Brady with just your defensive front mm-hmm. and then drop everybody else that's that at least gives you a puncher's chance we saw that with the Niners in the Super Bowl they just about had the Chiefs beaten with that formula the Steelers are constructed with that pass rush they can get the Mahomes there's no doubt about that um, can they turn them over once or three times over the course of 60 minutes on the back end and then score enough points? I think, yes, I think the Steelers can, ha- I think they would have a shot at beating the chiefs, but sure. I still think the chiefs are the team to beat. There's, there's, there's no question about that. The thing that's weird is it's achieved this weird place with a lot of the, um, the numbers based piece people like PFF and everything else have now veered into this weird place of that. The Steelers are overrated. Or oh, I mean, using the word overrated, like overrated. How can you overrate an undefeated team? They're undefeated. That's what they are. Like, how can they be overrated if, if that's what they are? So, um, and by yeah, Vegas and Fanduel standards, they're covering every game too, right? So they're not overrated in that. Okay, they're supposed to win this game by the. Oh, they're only winning by this much. Like, no, they're beating the snot out of everybody. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I I'm, I'm as loud as everyone else with oh, the Chiefs are the beat, team to beat. If Mahomes is healthy, forget it. The season is over. But then I think, all right, if they're in Three Rivers or Heinz Field, whatever the hell it's called, and maybe at best your best. Chiefs team is going to be a three-point favorite if everybody's healthy. Am I putting $100,000 on that? No way. That's a good, that's a toss-up game. Or or the Chiefs yes, are Yes, of course favored. they're awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. a spectacle to see Tyreek Hill embarrassing uh, high-end professional right. athletes uh, week after week and Travis Kelsey and so on. But then again, Tampa was a, was a play away, a drive away from, yeah. 
you know, I mean, that was a three-point game. The Raiders beat them. The Niners had them beat. This is a mighty, mighty Chiefs brand going right now. This this window, and as somebody pointed out, as we all point out periodically, is, you know, D4 doesn't line up offside. What was that? Less than two years ago at this point? Yeah. Doesn't line up offsides. The Chiefs probably have two uh, Lombardi trophies at this point. Right. You know, so this is, we're looking at a, at a, a an era of individual dominance from Mahomes on down there. So yeah, I mean, right. uh, but but they're not going to go undefeated. This isn't Oklahoma in 1985. It's the NFL, so you could. I mean, of course, it's not implausible that the Steelers could beat them one out of four games. Charlotte. The flip side of this is Tom Brady had to come back. I was looking like he was maybe coming back. Do, do the Tampa losses do they excite you more as the year goes on? They're seven and five. They have their bye week now. But um, all of a sudden, a little bit, man, if any of the NFC's, uh, NFC teams were decent, they'd have the s- struggle making the playoffs. But right now, as it is, they just have to fend off like the Vikings to get the seventh seed or whatever. What are you, what are you thinking about Tampa? Where are your rooting interests now with Tampa? I mean, I, I don't know if excited is the right word. I think relieved is the right word <laughs> a little bit, honestly, because I think what it shows is that, um, you know, Tom is still he's still a oh, he he is a goat he's a great player he's still a great player but even when he can design a team for himself uh he's not playing like he used to he's not the kind of dominance that he used to be and i for me like i just care a lot about the narrative of the patriots of the past 20 years being like this was a team effort this was a dynasty in the truest sense of the word it was brady and belichick it was everybody they had around them i don't i i really would have been bummed if tom brady had you know gone to tampa and been undefeated and it was just like sure. oh okay you know i i like that it's sort of keeping that story a little bit more level headed because i do think that's the truth and I don't know why I care so much, but I think as it, you know, I started my career basically because of those teams. And so I think that mm-hmm. there's something that feels very personal to me about like, well, it can't have just been one guy. Like it had to have been this, this coming together magically yeah. that worked. So <clears> I think that's where I am on it. But specifically a week, a week like week 12 is it's going to be probably few and far between where the Patriots win and Tampa loses, oh, right? Oh, for sure. So you, have, you have to rejoice. You have to like it was, uh, the outcome. It was, uh, wow, I was so, I was so focused on, on, I didn't even like really put that together. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I want to know it, this. Yeah, go ahead. Do you, did you, did you, Charlotte, it, it, j- just in the gut, don't, this isn't an intellectual thing. They're just, how did it make you feel when the camera cut away to, to sad time on the sideline, frustrated time? Mm. on the sideline in the late stages of the game. What 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 was your emotion? No jive, please. Don't don't try to be classy. I'm not oh, yeah. supposed to say it, but I was happy. <laughs> uh, why I just don't want to say it? Because because Pats fans have adopted this like really defiant it's a it's the New England stubbornness where if someone says that you should do something or should feel a certain way, you're going to be stoic and do the opposite thing just to spite them right. and which is that everyone's like oh well now tom brady's gone new england's like we're gonna be so classy that you're gonna like take our class and shove it up your ass you know it's like it, it, they're trying to be so classy that it comes full yeah. circle and like isn't even that cl- i mean and maybe some people genuinely do believe it but i personally 
do not love rooting for a mediocre team while the guy who I love for 20 years does well somewhere else. Like, I'm not yes. a big enough person to love that. And Why is everybody... I love the P, the Patriots' voices, the public voices or otherwise, who declare for all of Patriots Nation. No, no, no. You, that's, you, the rest of football wants us to feel this way, but we don't. Like, well, Charlotte Wilder is putting her neck out there and saying opposite of what a lot of these people who are the, who have anointed themselves, the mouthpieces of all Patriots fans. I appreciate it. Thanks. I mean, I do think some people probably genuinely (laughs) do feel that way, but I think it's also like the whole underdog mentality that Pat's fans pretended to have for the past 20 years, where there was somehow always a reason to doubt us or always something that we were up against as a fan base. And it's like, that's not true. Like we were going to win Screw, those six Super Bowls. Right. Also, I so I think that this is like another level of like, oh, you're doubting us, Pats fans. We're going to love Tom Brady more than you love your mother. And it's like, Jesus Christ, can we all just like, I, I well, there's no dignity in those. They cut away to it on Sunday Night Football. Brett Favre went back to Lambeau and Bart Starr and Aaron Rodgers embraced him and everybody cheered. Like, no, not Damashek. No, if that's me. I. Boo! You went no, no, away no, from no. the Vikings. See, this is where, you stink. This is where I disagree. I would, I would. I wouldn't boo Tom Brady if he came back to Foxborough. I would. I would also cheer for. I think two things can be true. I can mm. like Tom Brady for what he's done for us, and I cannot be like, you know, an asshole about it. But I can also be thrilled when we win and he doesn't. Well, I think you're in the minority there. I think you, I heard you say something about classy Patriots fans and my head over, almost spun off. <laughs> but that's know. what I mean. Like they're trying. No, they're not trying. You're trying. They're not trying. They're not. You're, you're not part of a classy bunch. And it's fine. And you're not supposed to class it up when you have a quarterback that went nine of 18 for 84 yards with two interceptions. You still won the game. You beat Listen, Arizona. We won that but game then you can't just... root for Tom. It's hard to root for like, oh, I want him to throw for 400 yards. Right. My guy can't even reach 100. Right. Um, we won that. We. The yeah. Pats, you, no, you were in there. The, I, I did play. <laughs> Uh, the Pats won that game despite Cam Newton, and it really sucks because I wanted Cam to succeed so badly. Like, that's all I wanted. And, I mean, he he really, you can't, he, I don't know what happened. Did he just forget how to throw the ball? Does he have the yips? Like, what's going on? Because he wasn't this bad. They are being very careful with him. First of all, two NFL teams won with a quarterback that threw for under 100 yards. Cam being one, uh, Taysom Hill being the other. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know how they're getting it done. I'm like, okay, that Harris runs the ball well. He was only 14 for 47. I'm looking at the stats. I just think with Arizona, and Dave, you had, you know, Kyler Murray was a long shot, good value MVP call, gone. He's out of it now. Um, He rushes for 30 yards. It's not going to happen. I'm not saying he should throw a Hail Mary to Nuke Hopkins every week, but he's got to figure into the offense more than 40, 50 yards. They're all of a sudden in trouble. Patriots just kind of beat them up and were there at the end. Uh, a few, few little help at the end with the calls. And now, uh, yeah, bad call. Uh, yeah. Obviously, a bad call helped them uh, and kept it from at minimum going to overtime. But um, yeah, I think uh, I, I think something's wrong with Kyler Murray. Right? They're hiding him ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the 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 play at the goal line, and there was some debate about was that the right decision last play of the first half. They have it at the goal line, fourth and inches. And they went for it and they line up in the gun, which I hate as a, you know, an mm-hmm. old curmudgeon. 
that you give up those three yards to drop the QB, but I understand that it allows him to face the defense. But that then you snap the ball to number one, who turns around and runs it up the middle to uh, to to Kenyon Drink uh, seems uninspired. Yeah. Typically, I would think that the Cardinals would run at the edge with Kyler Murray, with maybe a back dragon behind him or a, a, a tight end at the back of the end zone. Instead, they go unimaginative. That, to me, said something is wrong with Kyler Murray. They're just not running him around as much anymore. But I do want to go back, if we could, Sal. I want to hear from mm. about you talking about your old pal, Tony Romo, mm. because, first of all, I, I mean, we could get into the handshake stuff, which I think is kind of silly, maybe. I, I, I've come around on it. Tom Brady's a competitor. Good. He doesn't want to shake hands. I like that, as we've talked about. Let's get some more mm. WWE. No, we deluded fans do not need to see that you guys are friends with each other. We we want you to hate each other, players, uh, on, on the opposite sides. But Tony Romo... I turn it off. I turn it off after the game. I don't want to see the jerseys. I, 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 I don't want to see any I, of that, I move my eyes right. away from it. I got to pretend... Are you guys too, really? People go... Yeah, I don't yes, like to I don't look like at that. it. I don't know. What do I... Don't, don't like, do that. Yeah. Don't... Right. Oh, my God. That's my You're favorite too- part. Yeah, you're too close to it, Charlotte. This thing is like, like uh, I, I've been around these guys, and they like each other, and they went to college together, they came up together yeah. in Florida, or Texas, or wherever. It's like, no, okay, great. I don't, I love I don't need to see I any of that. I think it's adorable. No, it's not adorable. adorable. Fat. We're not here for adorable. We're here to, <laughs> we're here to root and and that's why maybe we that's go why to see sports movies. fans are so miserable. We Probably. go to see movies, but, but, but it's the same thing with movies. Would you like to see Darth Vader and uh, and and Han Solo like at the uh, uh, as the credits roll over it? Like ah, you you were scary. Yes, I, I, I would was, love that. I that would make no, me very happy. Ah. But Sal, Charlotte, let me and Dave leave cookies for Santa and don't roll our eyes at us. So let thank us believe. You. Let us believe. Okay, it's the same okay, thing. Okay, magic, okay. right? Yeah. Now, yeah. In this, I, I I want grievance, I want conflict, and everything else. And Tony Romo's not getting for no matter what else is happening. Romo is always pro QB, and that's great. And that's mm-hmm. and he's fat. I, I really th- the thing he does that's best that doesn't get enough credit is how he clock manages in the moment. Like right. he knows exactly. He's like they need this. Like what he said with like three forty five left in the Tampa game. He's like. Mm-hmm. If they don't, they better stop him here on for, on second down because if they don't, the clock's going to run out. On and it was like he he knows exactly the math of like yeah. if they allow this, here's how much. Uh, and he like gets it to the second. He's like, there's only going to be 39 seconds left when they get the ball back. But it's like, how'd you do that math? There's right. 3:45 on the clock. But anyway, he's great at all that stuff. But man, he cannot criticize Tom Brady for people for are anything, getting on right? him for this. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? And then he declared, and he's probably right. He's he said. Tampa, as this thing is going sideways for Tampa, in the middle of it, he said, the Buccaneers have figured something out over the course of this game, and I said. think they're going to the Super Bowl yeah. now. It's like, what What? What made you think that? And he's probably <laughs> right, but well, it was I know. weird and that he was so... Blaming, he was blaming the routes, and he was blaming some other stuff on why uh, Brady was uh, failing miserably early on, but uh, I don't know what it is. I know he's a huge fan of Tom Brady, and why wouldn't he be? It's like, this is the gold standard for quarterbacks. Uh to your point about Romo, and I know what the next, I know what your further point is. Why couldn't Romo do it for the Cowboys if he could figure out every single play on the field? Maybe these guys are woozy half the time. Maybe you can't figure out, you get up from a play and you can't, but I'm not, I know we can laugh, but it's like maybe you're not playing with 100% of your mind that you are in the booth right next to Jim Nance, you know? Uh, 
Whereas you get up from a sack and you're like, you can't do that math of, okay, if I snap it here or if I do this or, you know, what, what's going on. I also think yeah. there's a big difference between being able to see everything from that angle. Where you're looking at. Sure. And, and you, like your job, his job, Tony's job now is to be able to say those things. His job then <clears> is to be able to do those things. I think it's a lot harder sometimes sure. to execute than it is to say what someone should do. Well, for instance, look at us. Oh, yeah. Oh my <laughs> We're God. talking about what all these teams should do, but um, if they put us well, on the field, would, would be here's a what story, I think. I think. <laughs> what I think is the, I, I wasn't really um, kind of um, uh, insinuating that about your guy, Romo, that uh, no, I just know do that it. people do. Yeah. I really do think that. On one hand, these QBs, these the the super successful, the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, whatever Q level QBs, Tony Romo counts in that too. Is it they're they're geniuses, and I don't mean that they can cite for you the influence of the Whig Party on nineteenth uh, century body politics that. stuff. I mean that they can process things at at. Uh, at hyper speed, they they're right, and it's kind of like I, I just uh, off my recent experiences, all time QB, mm -hmm. um, in, in the Turkey Bowl with my little ones. Um, I I feel like when you know it's kind of like I, I'll I'll tell Hoover Damashek like run, uh, I'll show him very clearly run this and then out and then like he does whatever he wants and he runs over by the grills in the park and you know all that kind of stuff. Right. It's like what's happening there? I feel like. <laughs> the QBs are 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 super tuned in to all that kind of stuff, and they can process it at such a high rate that they get let down by everybody else out on the field because nobody yeah, is on par with with the ability to do that. But um, I don't know what my point is, but um, I, I guess that that's what <laughs> no, I he's just speaking Romo out loud side with you, you, Brady, you, right? He's he's frustrated with everybody else, but it's like. Yeah, but you, you you're functioning at a different level than everybody else, including the rest of the players on the field, largely. And, and so it's either ego or it's like we're missing something, right? So even Aaron Rodgers, he throws what seems to be a really poor pass at a route that's pretty crisp, and you, they cut back to him and it's incomplete, and he's like rolling his eyes, like "Come on, man!" Like, yeah, you're, what, you were supposed what to that? do uh, uh, yeah. right. Seems like that's on you, but you're right. I think there's more to it than uh, than than we're seeing. Um, Rogers beat up on the bears, 41, 25. They're looking good. I'm not letting go of that. I think they're a top two, uh, team in the NFC. I think push came to shove. They beat this, the saints, uh, no matter where that game is played. Uh, what do we want to talk about? The jets, Dave, you talk about a team. We should just like pound. Like dolphins were favored by five or six jets lose 20 to three. They're listless. They show some life. It's the same game every time. They'll kick a field goal. They'll be up 3 nothing. It's like, ah, maybe this is Sam Darnold's thing or Joe Flacco's thing. No, they, they just fall completely apart. I guess they covered against the Chargers last week. But my God, uh, I'd be have very they just surprised. Completely they given up. Like, do we, is that what's going on? They just, it's done. You know what? You got to coach that. I don't like to say that. Like, teams are tanking in football. I'll say it in basketball because it's easier. But for God's sakes, no one likes this Adam Gase. And we saw what happened with Matt Patricia. I couldn't believe the outpour of hatred and disdain yeah, really. for Matt Patricia on Twitter from former players. It's all, it, it, it ranged from good riddance to, um, yep, I guess it wasn't my fault after all. I'm like, oh my God. I've they heard really hated like, this guy. Real bad stuff about Matt Patricia. Tell us. Come on, tell us. Um, what no, what, just what that. Basically, that like players just hated yeah. playing for him. And he does he can't win over a locker room. 
And he wasn't good enough at, at what he did to have that be okay. So, I mean, right. also, Lions fans have wanted him to be fired almost as long as he's been the coach, so. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a miserable situation um, with the Lions and, the, and their fans, but uh, I, I don't know. I'd be right. I mean, the Jets, could they go 0-16 now? I'm looking at their schedule. They have a couple. Uh, let's see. So 16-0 and 0 is fun. 0-16 is probably more fun, mm-hmm. right? Raiders at Jets. You got to think the Raiders would bounce back. I mean, there could be weather in these games. Who the hell knows? But uh, if the Raiders lose it, they're fighting for a playoff spot. The Jets fighting for the number one pick. You got to think the Raiders win that. The Seahawks will be in no shape to uh, tank that game against the Jets, right? It's in Seattle. I don't see how that. And then the Jets go to the Rams. Same kind of thing. These uh, NFC West teams have to keep winning at a chance to take the division or get a wild card. Browns at Jets. And then Jets at Patriots. Boy, that would put a button on your season, oh my God. Charlotte. If you don't make the playoffs and lose to the Jets, um, and the Jets at that point, January 3rd, could have still have the number one pick locked up. And they're like, all right, let's just try to win. Oh, man, you better hope they get a win sometime before then, Charlotte. <laughs> that really could be it. I mean, I was, we almost lost to the Jets once. Uh, yeah. It felt terrible. <laughs> um, so I can't say that I would be surprised. Like, that. at this rate, that is what's going to happen, you know. But I also think... Every Patriots win, no matter how much they scrape by, I do get a little more hopeful. And I don't know at this point whether it would be better to just, you know, call it now and have them lose so that they can definitely be out and I don't have to hope. Or if this like half half believing maybe they can yeah. do it is worth the well, pain. Well, that's where I was well, last week. Yeah, with the Cowboys. If you're anti, not, not not that you dislike the human being Tom Brady or anything else, not, but if, if you are pro-Patriots, anti-Tampa in 2020, then you want the Patriots to make the playoffs here. It'll be a nice right. little feel-good story. It's a different position than you're used to being in as the team that's supposed to go to the Super Bowl in January, but still, it'd be a, a good one. I think that the dominoes are starting to fall uh, pretty clearly now with Quinn. And uh, I think he's the first domino to fall among the GM ranks there. But I think you're going to now see coaches and GMs starting to get knocked off. I don't think it's a coincidence that now we're seeing uh, a bunch of guys get laid off and the, the not rooting for that. I think it's a little gross to, you know, generally speaking, root for people to get fired, obviously, because I'm a classy soul. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, I think the 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 team that is now in the most disrepair is the Jaguars, and it, it reminds you now as they blow out their GM and and Caldwell, and I I don't know if Doug Marone survives this, but it is a reminder. The one place you don't want to be in is overcommitted to a middle class QB, right. and it's it should also be a red flag to the Niners and to the Rams. And I still am going to say the Titans and Titans fans get very upset with me about saying this. You've overpaid to retain a middle-class QB on the assumption that, well, look at what we've done with that guy and look at the Jags as your red flag. They're the, they're the red herring or whatever it's called. The, um, the 2017 Jags, almost, if they had called that fumble right of Miles Jack in Foxborough, he scooped it up. That would have been the game. They would have gone to the Super Bowl. You love Chris this Long. play. You love this. I know I you do. Well, Maurice Jones this. drew and Chris Long and I have, have debated that right. uh, uh, to who would have won that Super Bowl, Eagles or Jags. That's a fun conversation. Either way, you could, I, I get that you kind of, if you're the Jags, like, 
We just got to hold. We not, look at what just happened. We got to run it back now. You don't got to run it back because you are limited. Everything's got to break just right to get through. And the Niners need an upgrade to QB. And we saw it again with the Rams. That's their limitation. Everything, you know, Sean McVay is, in fact, the real deal. He's a boy genius, but he is limited by the overcommitment to Jared Goff, who is only so yeah. good. He's good, good, doesn't kill you. And is you he could winning throw your Cousins games? in no, there, No, he too. is not. That's not yeah, good enough in the NFL. In it, but and, and that's what... The, the problem right. is all these guys got big contracts. What the hell? You, I mean, it's your, I mean, it's hard to unload. This I'm saying you don't. You've got to reduce. you got to you right. got to resist like... Okay, we're going to run it back with Blake Bortles because we almost went to the Super Bowl with him, so we got to run it back with him now. No, you don't. You got to resist that. Right. The one thing I do wonder, though, in terms of the MVP discussion and mentioning Tannehill, like to me, the fact that the Titans are doing as well as they're doing, they're, you know, top of the AFC South with someone who, I mean, Tannehill's had some great throws. He hasn't been playing badly, um, but mm. Derrick Henry. The, yeah. the Titans lead the league in touchdowns and the Chiefs have seven more passing touchdowns than they have at number three. So it's right. just like, I don't under, I, I think that there needs to be a lot more noise for someone like Henry, who is really carrying this team in a substantial way. And yes, Pat Mahomes is unbelievable, but he also has all the pieces he needs. And, and Derek Henry is just like, doing this by himself a yeah. lot of the time. And I'm with Charlotte on that. She, <clears throat> that is absolutely right that if if Mahomes, well, Mahomes is obviously the MVP, the, this conversation's over just as it was over in week four in Russell Wilson's favor. If Patrick Mahomes goes to the Superdome in a couple of weeks and throws three picks and they lose that game and Derrick Henry carries the Titans who have no defense, mm. uh, carries them to the playoffs, then Derrick Henry's the MVP, rightly. I don't know if the, that he would ever get it, but that would should be the conversation. Forget about what he's done for the Titans. How about what he's done for the position? Like with all the, um, yeah. you know, it was it was almost a non-discussion whether or not running backs should get long-term contracts. How many times you have to see it with Zeke Elliott or uh, or Todd Gurley or Saquon Barkley? Not his fault, but these guys get hurt. Derrick Henry is making you think, ah, there are a few that are worth a five-year, uh, $700 billion deal right in there. So yeah, he's kind of saving the position. I was way wrong in that game. I don't know why I like the Colts, the COVID Colts, as it en then ended up being four guys out on defense. Jonathan Taylor, the center was out on offense, and the and the Titans smacked them around. Um, now, I should have known that. My, my thing was, well, it's not cold in the Dome. They won't have as miserable a time tackling Derrick Henry. It doesn't matter. My God. He just had three touchdowns in the first half. Like, and he would have had four if, if Tannehill hadn't faked him. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, you saw I'll, them fighting I'll, I'll after like, the game. It's like, why'd you fake me? Man? I wanted four touchdowns. No, they yeah, and they're going to be tough too. Yeah, that's why I guess I I can't look. The, all the division winners are. <clears throat> I'm not going to say they uh, would beat the Chiefs, but all the division leaders would put up a tough fight against them. If if the fight is that you just have to play a Raiders esque game as they did in both their games, the win and the loss against the Chiefs, the Bills, Titans, obviously your Steelers would be a a, a tough out. To play in the Chiefs. Let me just throw. Let me just uh, express some uh, soulless uh, cynicism about that. Derrick Henry is the exception proving the rule. Do not pay. Yeah, right. What worse than paying a middle class QB to retain him? It, the worst thing is do not pay that. I, I know it's terrible to say because those people are getting hit repeatedly, but 
as Zeke Elliott and everybody else proves, do not overpay to keep a running back. That that is not uh, a a well, good value. <clears throat> um, I, I've jumped expense. on this too, Dave, and I have a friend who was a, a former GM in the league, and I'm like, don't pay quarterbacks, don't pay running backs. He's like. Who the hell are you going to pay then? What right. do you think? What are you thinking? Like you got to, you have to spend this money. Here's the percentage, the current percentage breakdown of what you should afford to each position or position group. Who are you paying if you're not paying quarterbacks or running backs? And I kind of looked at it. It's like shit. You're taking a chance on like a, you know, a fortieth ranked cornerback who you're going to have to now pay this fifteen million dollars. Disagree. What, no, I but think that's you what can, I, I think that the the market like if this is this is capitalism. The market works that if you don't pay your running back that somebody else is going to pay right. your running back that, and then that team might have a Derrick Henry. You can't not pay a running back. Like that's like saying you want. Um, you know, a Rolex, but you don't want to pay for it. It's like okay, well, someone else is going to pay for it. Like this is just yeah. how it works. So I don't think that that's a viable. Like Kamara, then you end up Kamara's with in that group too. Yeah, Alvin Kamara. Like, but there, there's few. I, I get it. I just don't know. I just think the percentage allocation might change from 2020 uh, from where it was in 2010. That that's the, the only issue. Thing I think. Yeah. The issue is is that I mean it is the I mean it's a uh, goes without saying a dangerous sport, but it's especially dangerous for the guy who is featured in those collisions 25 times a game mm-hmm. as young. High-end athletes, Saquon Barkley and CMC, prove they're go- they're going to have to sit down for some percentage of games. Almost all of them are, and I, I and and um uh, to be um you know a pretentious uh, fan, I'll push back at your GM friend and say that the answer is you you spend it on high-end pass rushers and guys who turn the other team over like the Honey Badger and Minka Fitzpatrick and guys like that. That's yeah. the game now. And you you spend it to jazz up the offensive line because almost no human being, including Patrick Mahomes, does well when they are bludgeoned continually by the pass rush. You, you got to keep those guys clean. That's what you spend on. You I don't get to, it. You use your draft picks on running backs, get young guys, and rotate them out after um, oh, their rookie deals expire. So I know it's soulless, but it's true. That's the way. It well, but be. the other thing that's true is the goal obviously is to have a winning team and to win the division and the conference and the Super Bowl. But the other goal is, I know you don't like this, but jersey sales. And if you take a chance on a Derrick Henry. It's going to pay way, way more dividends than if you take a chance on the uh, North Dakota State lineman who you're not really going to. You know what I mean? Like value versus value. You have to consider that, too. So there's no doubt. There is no doubt to me that I'm sure Matt rules like, oh, man, I'm very clever with uh, offensive design. And CMC is wow. What a what a queen he is in the in the uh, in the chess game of of football um, for us. On the other hand, I'm sure he wasn't thinking like, yeah, we, I, I definitely, I don't care what it costs to keep him. I bet mm-hmm. you he understood and uh, the organization understood. We can't let this, uh, the, this golden boy running back leave our team. We're, we're the Carolina Panthers. We, we struggle to, um, to get attention as it is. We can't let CMC go with that. So they had to pay him. But right. I, I think you're exactly right about that, Sal. All right, let's move on because... Let me tell you what Crown Royal is doing. They're doing some great things because they recognize that even at home, you still get to enjoy your favorite game day cocktails. But you have to remember to take a water break in between to stay hydrated. Don't be that person that ruins game day for your friends and family. Stay hydrated. Stay royal. My Crown Royal Athlete of the Week is Jake Paul. 
Now, I know a lot of people hate this guy. He goes on YouTube. He puts these videos out. Um, the, the name D-Bag has been attached to him many, many times. I lost money on him. I bet on Nate Robinson. Jake Paul is a good boxer. He's not bad for a celebrity or whatever, an influencer. He is not a bad boxer. He goes out there. He trains. He looks like he knows what he's doing. There's nothing worse than watching a boxing match between guys who have no idea what they're doing. Skill set wise, I'll understand if someone's subpar. But Jake Paul is not that person. He trains. He does all the right things. And he beat up on poor Nate Robinson. I think he's still laying prone in that ring. I think like uh, Tyson and Jones had to fight around him. I don't even think they like kicked him out of the ring to uh, do that main event. But Jake Paul, believe it or not, maybe not a popular decision. He is my crown royal water break athlete of the week. Charlotte, who are you going with? I'm going with someone 30,000 times cooler than Jake Paul, who is Sarah Fuller. <laughs> She became the first woman to play for a Power 5 conference team on Saturday when she kicked off for Vandy at the start of the second half. And it was a designed squib kick. So for every dude on the internet saying she messed up, it's wild that you don't know how football works. Um, Now former coach Derek Mason designed it for her because that's where she used to striking the ball as a soccer champion. Because yes, Fuller is just a week away from winning the SEC championship after Vandy beat Arkansas. She also um, whipped the locker room into shape at halftime, she was like, why aren't you guys cheering? Why aren't you cheering for your teammates on the sidelines? She was like, that's what, win game, that's what wins games. Um, and I just like that she called them out for being like lame mopey guys who are sick of losing. Um, and it is so cool for young girls to see this growing up, that you can get where you want to go. You can break barriers. You can be a woman on a football field. It's also very important for dudes to see this, that women can belong in places that they don't think women can belong and really nail it because she did exactly what she was supposed to do. And she wasn't supposed to be playing football on Wednesday, right? right? <laughs> they just, they just she just stepped her up. up. She was like, name. oh, okay, you need me, I can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Good job by you, uh, Sarah Fuller. All right, Dave, looking ahead, Monday Night Athlete, Seattle, Philadelphia. The Seahawks are a different team than they were at the start of the season. And unlike most other teams that have been decimated by key injury, they actually are now boosted for this late push in uh, the regular season and beyond, thanks to Jamal Adams' return, Carlos Dunlap's arrival, and Snacks Harrison's arrival. I said that there was a ceiling on the Seahawks team because they played no defense. Now they have some high-end defensive pieces to go with their great linebackers. I think the Seahawks are the class of the NFC. All due respect to the Saints and Packers, who are also emerging as the class of the NFC. The Seahawks will make a deep playoff run, and I'm going to say here and now, a Super Bowl run. They wind up in Tampa thanks mm. to those additions in season. That's the difference between the Seahawks at the kickoff of the season and where we stand right now. And they will show it against the Eagles. Tonight. Mm, I disagree. I think Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys are the class of the NFC, <laughs> but yes, you could have your opinion and I'll have mine. Good Lord. All right. Uh, that was a crown Royal water break. Moderate your drinking on game day. Stay hydrated. Stay Royal for more tips on how to crown your game day. Visit at crown Royal on Instagram. Let's talk about that game tonight. Seattle at Philadelphia. Six and a half is the spread. Seattle, a road favorite, over under 48 and a half. Um, I don't know about this game. I would normally think Seattle, Dave, and they're playing defense and they're doing all the right things. They played a, a complete game against Arizona last Thursday night. Boy, they have like an 11-day rest here. Um, I think it's supposed to be, weather's supposed to be shitty there, right? It's supposed to be cold, supposed to be rainy, I think. We might see... 
a little of uh, Jalen Hurts in there, which I think could uh, boost the Eagles offense. I think this is a low scoring 23-20 type game. I think I'm taking the underdog. I could see it going that way. Um, but Seattle, by the way, after this one, I, they really could get on a, a roll here if you look at what they have left on the slate. And this doesn't at this point. It's hard. I mean, how many times is Philly going to let you down before we jump off? Right. You're quick to do it with your Cowboys. You're not as quick to do it. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, with the Eagles here. I, I'm with you. I I was, I, they're going to, I said two weeks ago, the Eagles have a chance if they can get a win or two. Like all of a sudden, if they get, anything close to healthy, they could be a scary team to play in, in um, January. But I mean, you know, I I've gotten, uh, I've been disappointed by uh, Carson Wentz and company one time too many here. I'm taking the, the Seahawks. Um, All right. Uh, tonight. I, just, I, I, I'm with you. It could be close, but I, I, I mean, it could be low scoring, but the Seahawks will still get over. I want to go, go on under the record. Here. I, go ahead. As saying oh, we, I, we have a record. Yeah. Listen. Okay. I never yeah. believed in the Eagles. Mm. There you go. <laughs> Seahawks are going to win. What are our teams again? Am I take? I forgot for the NFC. Uh, Dave's stuck with the Cowboys. I'm taking the Eagles. Oh, yeah. Charlotte, you have the Giants. She's looking good, except for Colt McCoy as their quarterback. It's interesting. I know. Do, is there any news on, on Daniel Jones' hamstring? Like, is it, do we know how long he'll be out? I haven't heard anything. Uh, I don't know if uh, Jim or Joel or Michael could pull anything up, but I think uh, I think the MRI was supposed to be. I, I don't know why the MRIs aren't immediately after the game. Like I figure they could they could test you for anything else, but um, it, it was looking like that hamstring was going to keep him out at least a week. But um, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm going. I, I'm going to go under in this game. Uh, Chris Carson's back. You get Jalen Hurts running the ball. The weather's bad. Not going to see the rainbow bombs to Metcalf and lock it as much. Uh, like I said, 23-20 type final. Uh, I don't want to pick a winner. I would go under Charlotte. You, uh, you're yes, you were never for Philly, so you're going with Seattle. Yeah, Dave's uh, defense theory. Yeah, yep, into it. I mean, I just think that for you know Wilson's faltered since he got all that noise about being the MVP, mm-hmm. but I do think that he's still against a team like Philly where a Carson Wentz is just not the guy. Um, what is it? 14 interceptions this season. And uh, it's like 17 turnovers, 18 turnovers or something crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's just wild. And I don't know that even if you put Jalen hurts in, I don't know that he's ready enough to make that much of a difference. Um, so I, it feels, but I mean, you know, I've been wrong with my picks before. So well, my, but but you know, people always say, and it's true, money does tend to play in this league. And mm. so Carson Wentz is a uh, talk about overcommitted to a, a QB. But like the Jalen Hurts thing, people are very cavalier about. Well, just go with the, go with him. Why aren't they going with him? Like because Carson Wentz is get making way too much money. It's an embarrassment for him to be there. And I don't know how they're going to get out from under people. Like, Trade him to so. Who's taking that contract at this point? There's that you're not. No one's taking Carson Wentz for 2021 with what he's owed. Right. There, I don't know what they're gonna do, but it feels like they kind of have to figure out how to make Carson Wentz work because it's uh, they're they're just so wildly overcommitted to him in terms of dollars. Well, Dave, what you did say one thing in that that rant that made sense. The other was nonsense. But the one thing you said <laughs> is that money money plays in this league and. It plays tonight because you're going to add a little excitement to your sports watching experience by betting 
on all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook. Yes, this season and tonight, there's a reason FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Their app is simple to use. They got great odds on all different betting markets, unique fun bet types like same game parlay. Oh, and if you win, they get your winnings safely in as little as 24 hours. Right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first risk-free bet up to $1,000. Bet on any game. Bet the game tonight. FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back if you don't win your first bet. Seriously, no strings attached. Place any bet you want. You win, you keep the cash, you lose. You get it back up to $1,000 back in site credit. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. We talked about the same game parlays. Here's a shot in the dark, but I like this. Miles Sanders, first touchdown. Won't come to the second quarter, but first touchdown, Miles Sanders, he will score his first touchdown. Russell Wilson, over 28 and a half yards rushing. And the Seahawks, adjusted line, plus seven and a half. Put up $10, you win 222 back. Sanders, for first touchdown, Russ, over 28 and a half rushing. Seahawks, plus seven and a half. No one else is going to have that same day parlay except you. You do it. Uh, if you never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, I don't know what you're waiting for. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Get started. Be sure to sign up with promo code extra points so they know we sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook promo code extra points. All right. So that's a fun one. Monday, we have Tuesday football if all works out. If the Ravens make it to Pittsburgh, if Mo Damashek or any of the local Pittsburgh Inns will take this team. I hadn't even thought of that, Dave. It's true. What what uh, hotel is going to maybe they sleep on the bus? I don't know how it goes. Um, speaking of bad wagers, I had a good amount of money on Steph Curry and Peyton Manning against Barkley and Mickelson. I lost my Thursday games. I bet on the Cowboys. I bet on the Lions. Then I bet this stupid golf matchup in which Curry and Manning and Bark versus Barkley and Mickelson. Curry and Manning were the favorite. You had to bet like $2 to win a dollar. Dave, you advised me against it. You're like, the pro is going to be able to bail Charles Barkley as bad as he is out of any situation. He did do that. He also didn't shut up. He like really got in their heads. I watched the whole thing. He was really in their heads in his tutorial. And Steph Curry was sunk um, about by, by the fourth hole. But here's what it was. And I read seven articles leading up to this bet, and none of them told me that Charles Barkley would be teeing off upwards of 100 yards closer than the other three. God damn it. If I had not, th this is why they should not allow these bets. I'm the first one crying that they should legalize them, but this is exactly why they shouldn't have it. Barkley's teeing off. Like, forget about what they call the ladies' tee. He was way, he was from a two year old tee, 100 yards up, and it allowed him. So in a scramble, they took his tee shot sometimes. If, if, if he was teeing off with everyone else, they would never take his tee shot. It allowed Phil to get the approach shot. Anyway, it's two inside baseball here. I lost that bet because of this stupid closer thing. They, they have to get the rules uh, clamped down on well, this. I think the problem, Sal, is that when you bet yeah. something that's a gimmick, they <laughs> yes. can really do whatever they want. <laughs> Right. You know, exactly. so like it's not like football where, you know, that teams aren't going to, you know, one team isn't going to get to start in the end zone. Like that's not, you know, you got to you got to have some rules. And um, yeah, they just don't. Uh, another one. No rules. Um, well, there were rules, I guess. But and I stayed away from this because of the golf. I love Tyson over Roy Jones Jr. I love them. He won every round. He won at least six out of eight rounds. He didn't lose four rounds, that's for sure. But the judges, who were former fighters, Vinny Pazienza being one of them, 
horrible had Roy Jones winning I, I, again. And, and, and they interviewed Tyson after the fight and he's like, they're like, what do you think of this decision? He's like, I'm actually okay with it. I'm okay with the decision. I'm like, what? The old Mike Tyson would have been throwing chairs. He would have been, everyone would have been running for their lives. The ring girls. I, I don't know that I, I appreciate that he's matured as a human being, but I don't know if I like the kind Mike Tyson. It's like if my aunt Chippy all of a sudden became like uh, thoughtful and like, uh, oh really? Yeah. Okay. I want to hear it. Like, no, I want you screaming at people in the church parking lot. What's going on here? Well, it's because he's a hippie now. He's a he's burning tree with yeah. Snoop and all that. You know, he's he's lost his edge, Sal. Ugh. I was wondering. First of all, Jake Paul has thrown all this stuff. I mean, I was right about that. Phil Mickelson's the actual yeah. pro, so that's going to cover it up. And Nate Robinson isn't a boxer, but he he's done well in a couple other sports, so it should stand the reason that right. he should have made quick work out of a out of a YouTube celebrity. And yet here we are. Mm-hmm. I also feel like burning tree before. <laughs> do you, when do you think, Sal? Uh, like Mike Tyson was the most ferocious at the height of his power. Right. Do you think now you could take him down 2020 Mike Tyson against 2020 Sal? Could you take down Mike Tyson and in wrestling? I mean, if you MMA'd oh. it with Tyson, could you beat him? Yeah. I, I don't know what his skill set is, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, oh, not, I not, mean, that's quite a oh, thing. Not isn't in an it? MMA, not in a full fight. Eventually his fist would, uh, would, uh, land on my chin once and that would be it or on my gut. What if he's high? Well, I, so Sounds that's a great thing. advantage. Charlotte is here's, here's the thing. Cause we, we've <laughs> not because of COVID been able to hang out. <laughs> just, just plant this little, I want to plant a seed with you for the future. If you find yourself and, you know, the hour's getting late and you're in the wine number five or whatever and whatever, that's Sal's great advantage, you see. Mm-hmm. He pretends like you feel like, Sal, he's the life of the party too. And he's like, but he, but he, he's, he's clean, he's clear-headed. That's his edge. <laughs> yep. I don't drink. That's his edge over you, see? Yep. I eat. So don't, yeah. you got to be, you got to be careful with him. Now, same applies to Mike Tyson. He's burning tree before the fight. Now, how does that MMA well, he, match? Uh, he apparently him? burned tree. He smoked marijuana before yes. his fight against Jones, but but still came out not with the ferocity that we remember from the eight, late 80s and 90s, but he still won the fight. I just think uh, it's probably not a good idea from what I know from marijuana to partake before a combat sport, right? Am I wrong? I mean, is this going to put you at your best? I mean, you know, why not? It's Mike Tyson. Like, what else is Mike Tyson going to do before a fight? Like, at this point, you know, it seems like the only logical explanation for why. Like, it's like, why is Mike Tyson there? Oh, because he's high. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, it's it's something that uh, that uh, Corolla advanced years ago. It's like when Ricky Williams was getting fined and suspended yeah. or everything. It's like, it's not a it's not a performance enhancing drug. Shouldn't we celebrate him even more like he's doing it despite the fact that he's high like that's a this is not this, this is right. uh this, this should make you worse and if you're still performing at a high level i think he's worthy of even uh higher praise if you will but yeah and, and there's no evidence that ricky williams smoked before the games right so yeah maybe he was clear-headed oh there are definitely he, like, some guys out there is there that thought he did. Oh, there are definitely right. guys out there on the pro football field that are uh, that have one thing or another running through them. It doesn't seem to make sense. I don't know. When no, I wrestled in high school, I would drink Jolt. Do you remember Jolt? It might be too yes. before your time. Jolt I don't was remember Jolt. All sugar, all sugar. I drink a Jolt and I'd listen to ACDC and then I'd hit the mat. I mean, that seemed like uh, I think that's the opposite of uh, 
of smoking pot. But uh, good job by you, Tice, if you can get it done. I'm excited to see him fight again. I really am. I'm not going to bet it. I would like to see him fight all the Roy Joneses of the world. I'm trying to think of what other. Maybe he fights Jake Paul. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the answer. They deserve each other. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just fighting. Keep fighting all the Pauls in the family. Um, that was a good one. Anyway, yes. I'm, I think, Charlotte, I think I've learned my lesson. I'm saying this, but I think I'm done betting on the gimmicks. For well, God's sake. I don't believe that, but I admire that. A <laughs> hundred yards closer. No, I swore off the hot dog eating contest when Joey Chestnut declared that he want, he ate 10 hot dogs more than he did, according to ESPN, uh, and they granted him that. They're like, okay, you say you want, ate 74 hot dogs instead of 64? Great, you ate 74, yeah, and I see, lost a bet as a result. It. You can't do yeah. it. We need yeah. somebody like Jeff Schwartz who doesn't uh, take, uh, who doesn't drink or take any drugs or anything. I think Jeff Schwartz, who's a moose of a human being already, needs to then burn tree and then do an eating competition because then, Ooh. I don't, do they test for performance-enhancing drugs then? Then... Uh, burn and tree does become advantageous mm-hmm. in an eating competition with somebody who is predisposed to stuffing uh, inhuman amounts of food down his maw. Um, <laughs> I'd like to see that. Another food. Well, they do. They I do have. test for the uh, eating. Do they? Yeah. Well, that's why Kobayashi wouldn't part uh, participate in the. Uh, I, I don't know what kind. I think it's just steroids. Joel, do you know what they test for? I think it was just some some kind of steroid for that they eating competitions. For, for eating competition, it wasn't marijuana. Really? I don't think, but yeah, that's why. I'm sorry, but I think eating competitions out. are the grossest thing in the entire world. I do not shame agree. on you. Shame on you, right? So now. take that back. Come never. on. <laughs> I I'm with Charlotte. I I'm I, I'm not a remorseless eating machine. I eat for uh, pleasure, and that's why if I were to participate, it's the like you it. It's the same thing as like, why do poker at the high stakes, whatever million dollar poker tournaments, why, why are you allowed to wear sunglasses? Isn't that besides the point? Every movie I've ever seen about it is like, I can read you. I can read yeah. well, Now you can't read me because I have sunglasses on. Isn't that the thing? Um, I don't understand. Like, are you an eater or like you're dipping it in water? That's not a, anything that we can relate to. It's Stock a car racing contest. works. That's NASCAR all is popular because the cars look like cars we drive, so it's relatable to us. You see, right? If you start dipping that wiener in in water and then stuff Uh-oh. like what, and then the mush yeah. is coming out of your mouth and everything, blah blah. I, I I don't relate to that at all. Well, my move, as I've I, I've long said, and I I will champion whoever does this. You go there and you sit down, and just before you say, wait, before we begin, I eat for pleasure. I need a side of gravy fries and a chocolate <laughs> oh, shake gross. to make this right. This would intimidate your foes. You yeah. would win before they even said go. You understand? Right. I like it. It's like the poker brat. It's like Phil Helmuth who shows up late to the table. And uh, yes, he gets in the uh, competitor's One more. Head. Can I ask one more food question that came off of Turkey? Uh, I was wondering about this. And this is, a, I know this is a super hacky question, but I legitimately would love, as a joke, but I would like it as a, a, a love to know the true answer to this. If you are in Turkey, the nation of Turkey, mm-hmm. are you a hero if you eat turkey? If like turkey is your favorite food, are you a hero or are you being unpatriotic? Are you a traitor? Like you're eating turkey in Turkey? I think How dare you, sir? If you're, Which is the better? Which- if you're in Turkey... The Turkish word for Turkey probably isn't the same word as the name of your country, so people probably don't think about it. Yeah, well, but it's still Turkey. It's still known as Turkey. The whole country is named after the food. And so, like, are you, like I say, are you the greatest patriot 
because it's like, you know, this great Turkish patriot, only, the only meat that he eats is turkey. Well, what came we first? Him. Do you think the name, you say that the 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 food, which is actually a bird, um, came first and then the country. But do we know that for sure? No, I don't know. Sal. That's why I'm asking <laughs> Definitely. you. Definitely. No. I do know very early on that they were considering making the turkey the national bird of the United States and they went with the the eagle That's right. but because that because of that they they thought it would be uh uh it would be unpatriotic at least Oh really? So if they named the, the turkey it's like, well, okay, we can make it our national bird but therefore we're not going to be eating our yeah. national. Yeah. I don't know that that's, would be wrong. So that's the reason but that was one of the, the that what does come up in some uh, his, history books, I believe. I believe I do. Yeah, because another... right, you'd be yeah. you'd be wrong if you ate an eagle. Right. If, if anybody ate an eagle, people well, would be outraged by it. I don't. I eat them anyway. I don't give a shit <laughs> if people are outraged. Do you really? I do, wow. uh, Charlotte. I want to ask you as yeah. we sign off here, and you could give your plugs and everything else. Um, over under two and a half oysters. How many did you eat? We forgot. I'm say under. We forgot to get under. oysters. Okay. Under. So I'm right. So I'm right. right. It is under. Yeah. Good. How did you forget? You gave us we 20 minutes. We looked at each other on Thursday uh, and we were like, oysters are. Yeah, no, we on Thursday we looked at each other and we were like, did anybody get nope? Okay. Well, we totally screwed that. But then wow. I was like, look, this is actually okay this year because we need things to celebrate whenever we can. So let's have oysters on a day that's not Thanksgiving just for fun. I see. You that's know. good. Um, All right. O oysters for fun. I like that. In terms of plugs, I wrote about why Derrick Henry should be MVP um, this mm -hmm. week on the Fox Sports app. It is up right now. Um, I have, there's a new PSP out from last week, um, the Thanksgiving episode. Um, and we're going to have a fun one this week where I'm going to pick what team I'm going to bandwagon um, in college basketball. And uh, the recap's going to be out later. Um, I turned the Broncos into a band and named some of the songs that they played and follow nice. me at the wilder things on at the Twitter wilder things. Charlotte, you pointed as Sarah Fuller as the breakthrough, uh, athlete of the week. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's a, it's a water break athlete. I know the word break is in there somewhere. Uh, crown Royal water break athlete. How about, uh, as far as advancing women, uh, Mina Kimes. You see what she did? No. Your friend Mina Kimes. I don't know her. I uh, admire her. Major, major assist to our friend David Chang, who won a million dollars on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire last Oh, really? Night. She was the phone a friend. He used her, he used her uh, offering, right? It was Benjamin Harrison, I think, was the answer for president, first president to take advantage of electricity in the White House. He won a million dollars. He's a freaking maniac gambler. I've gambled with him in, uh, in various casinos. He risked it. He was the first celebrity to win a million dollars on it. Good wow. job by you, David Chang. Amazing. Yeah. Congrats, Mina. Yeah, she was great. Watch it on YouTube. I, I think I tweeted it, but uh, watch. The, the, there's a whole link and everything, and you could see it's a good, really uh, A-plus TV moment. Um, Dave, what do you got going on? I, yeah, I have a DVR. I'm looking for it because because uh, your pal Kimmel. Yes. Spoiler alert. He's like, hey, is this a good time to start watching? Uh, yeah. Watching these. I'm like, come on, Jimmy. You're come not going to do that if someone wins $16,000, right? Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. Or somebody got off a good line. That's not <laughs> what, what you're promoting there. But OK. What I also I'd say, watch that and don't watch the undoing. I've been let down again. Oh, by I don't want to hear it. I, please don't spoil. I, I watched the first you, episode and I like it right now. 
I was so into it. I'm not going to say anything else about it, except you got other things to do in life. Oh, really? so I know we're all shut in. I don't know. I, I, uh, get caught up quick. Sal, so we I'm can gonna, talk yeah. about I'll this. Cause I'm once Wednesday. again, vexed. I'll probably be done by, uh, oh, maybe not the next show. Shit. When, when's the next show? Wednesday. All right. Well, it's one of those ones that once you they're five once it takes off, yeah. once it takes off, it, it it's one of those ones you're like, oh, I gotta see it. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta right. get all the way through these. I don't know. I, I'll say nothing more about it. Okay. Except that there are better things to do with your time. I like it right um, now. Although as good as it the, it, it five hours of, of good times, and then once again, like lost and game of thrones. I don't totally agree. And I don't with know you. how many other I don't shows. totally What's agree that? with you. Let's we'll talk, talk this Friday because I'll finish by then and we will uh, skip football altogether. Probably okay, the whole slate will the slate will be canceled anyway. So this is what we will, will be probably forced true. To but I will uh, promote in the meantime. I, I don't think anything's going to get in the way of kickoff tonight, which means at halftime of tonight's game, you can join me, Jeff Schwartz and Eddie oh, Spaghetti yeah. for the minus three halftime show. We get in uh, a good amount of conversation in those 10 minutes of halftime. Um, so join us there on Twitter at minus three pod. It goes so fast. I will retweet and uh, yeah, and it, it, it's hard to catch if you're not uh, aware of it. But yes, be aware of it. Watch these guys. Listen to these guys. They'll have some uh, tips for the second half of the game, how you can win money. Uh, I will be with the Against All Odds crew tomorrow. We'll go over week 13. They'll have best bets. All that kind of stuff. Hey, shout out to the MOOC, who on our fantasy league set a weekly record with 214.75 points. I'm looking at this. He crushed the uh, previous Crazy. record, which was like 180-something. We, we don't do – it's not a PPR here. Rodgers, Gibson, Henry, uh, Tyreek Hill. My God. Even Tanyan, Tanyan last night, he went crazy. So good for, job by you, uh, MOOC. You win. Dave, uh, I'm in the playoffs, so look the hell out. That's all I ever wanted to get there. I'm you made it now? I'm Collision gonna... course with me and the MOOC unless someone gets in our way. This this is Seven uh, and five. A... I'm getting in your way. I'm doing it. All right. This is this is really shaping up to be a, a colossal final as long as no phony rears up and uh and pulls the upset here. I'm the it's phony. Really be I promise to be one. the phony. Charlotte's at the Wilder Things. Dave's at Damashek. I'm at the cousin Sal. And just a reminder. Even though you may feel like an underdog, please remember, you're all my favorites. See you Wednesday.